Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Wrecker, but you can call me Mr. Of Days. I have the clean version now of your new intro. Thank you for Really? Yep. Oh, what yep. a generous, Got what me. a generous thing. Well, I told him it was mostly so I didn't have to listen to you. <laughs> so you're just going to do matter like, what. Oh, I'm on board. Let me get that oh, for you. Yeah. It was, uh, so this is episode 38 of Forever Exiled. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to care until we're into hundreds. I heard. You used yeah. to be all excited about the 20s, and now it's just old news. Too cool yeah. for school. 38, big, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a real quick shout out. Thanks to all of our patrons who have signed up, supporting the episodes and the podcast. If you're curious what our Patreon is, we've got a link below. We do an After Dark episode uh, after each of our episodes, which is just a Patreon-only podcast where we talk about POE, randomness, whatever, really. Totally casual. It's just a shout-out to everybody who's supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it, and everybody else who's listening as well. You guys are awesome. I think we're up to like 31,000, which is nuts. That's crazy. What? Yeah, we're at like 31,000 downloads. Wow. That's crazy. That is but pretty yeah. crazy. Thanks, everybody. You guys are awesome. How's your week, Ty? I had an awesome week, man. I should just, I, I let awesome me just week. preface this. We're actually Okay, recording. how was your week? Yeah, okay, that's good, Ty. <laughs> Glad to hear. We're, we had a, re- we record typically Friday night, edit real quick, get it up ready to go. It comes out Sunday morning, our time. And uh, this week we're recording a little bit early, two days earlier than normal, just because I'm going to be taking off. So our weeks are like five day week. So how was your five day week? Go ahead, bud. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a really good week. It was a standard week, but it was an awesome week. Uh, I had the the usual RD two online, Red Dead two online with some buds, Divinity two, Dark Souls two, and I love two of those games. So that's pretty sweet. And the game that I don't like, I really love the two people that I played with. So it was a lot of fun. But I'm lucky to play um, with Greg and Divinity because I I love my RPGs, but I have zero interest in puzzles i have zero interest in like missing quests because i didn't talk to every single npc so i'm really lucky to play with him because he loves doing the monotonous quest work and i just follow him around into combat it's it's awesome and ian and i finished our new game plus playthrough of dark souls 2 so now we're on to new game plus dark souls 3 ah super excited we've been playing almost weekly for over a year doing this new game or like going through the standard the the original story and then doing new game plus doing the whole playing as similar characters as possible throughout all three games for the whole series doing all the dlcs getting every bonfire every co-op boss it's been fun it's Mm. over a year so can't wait for elden ring but we're just finishing or gonna start up ds3 next week sweet but it's been busy Right. Like last few podcasts, I've been saying, oh, man, they're busy and I'm feeling like burnt out and stuff like that. So tomorrow, no matter what needs to be done, it's a kid's day. Gonna play chess, gonna like superhero it in the front yard. We're just it's gonna be kids all day. It's about time. And while I'm on the subject, did you know that Lego retires sets? I didn't know that. I was looking for some Lego sets for my sense. kids, which are absurdly. Yeah, I, it does. But it, it never crossed my mind. Sure. And all of a sudden, I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to shove Lord of the Rings down my kids throats because I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And what greater way to do that? Couldn't find any. And online, they're all like a thousand bucks because the contract's done. Yep. And so I'm like, oh, no. And so I'm looking for stuff. And, you know, they're really into Minecraft dungeons. So I was looking for some Lego sets there. Anyway, I didn't. That, that just blew my mind. They play the limited time game. Oh, it's like the Disney vault, you know, 
Mm. So anyway, uh, last few podcasts, you've been whining about rain. So are you happy now? Uh, well, rain's coming again. Oh, goodness me. There's like 40% chance for the next two days and then it's 30 degrees. It's been nice. The weather's been it's nice. It's 30 degrees Canadian. That's what the C stands for, right? Canadian? I, I think I told you before, but I know the, the only guy in Canada that professionally builds Lego. <laughs> that, just, you reminded me of that. He's my, my one wheel buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ridden your one wheel lately? No, I haven't oh. had time. And then I was just getting over like still the back issue and mm. no, I haven't had a chance to get out. It's, it's, it's right there behind the chair waiting for me. One Old day. man tags. Old, Old man, man tags. tags indeed. Yeah. You see me rolling mm. around pretty soon. Uh, well, let's see. Weather wise has been fine. My week's been fine. Been busy. I haven't been feeling the greatest this week. Just one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, okay, a couple things. First off, we recorded last Friday and I finished, I think I finished our recording. I was doing some editing and I was, I had, I went upstairs and my wife had started organizing. We have a closet, like a walk-in closet, and she's not been very happy with my area of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really pay much attention. Like it's folded, it's put away, but there were too many, I guess, or, or too unorganized. I don't really know. And so she started organizing them and I came upstairs and she's like, uh, you have a lot of path of exile shirts. (laughs) 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 And she's like, how many of these represent like a two or $400 purchase? And I was like, ah, like one or two. (laughs) (laughs) You sure you don't want to save this conversation for after dark? Nope. I, I right. flat out lied. Uh, but, well, I would say I got a lot of them when I went down to XLCon though as well. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's where nudge, I got yeah. most of them. Uh-huh, <laughs> that's from that's XLCon, right. sure. Yeah. Your first 30 were from support packs. That's right. So there's literally like a whole stack of shirts in my closet that are just Path of XL shirts. Oh, dude, that is sweet. I'm wearing one right now. No. Yep. This is the untainted paradise one. They sold I haven't Con. seen it before. I, I don't mean to to be. Oh, look at. Okay, that's cool. Did you buy that? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll Excel have to Con. put a picture of it on our Discord or something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll remember that. Uh, <laughs> You'll get nagged about it. You I will. I think it was one of my favorite ones because it wasn't um like there wasn't a lot of Path of Exile written all over it. So if you yeah. looked at it carefully, you'd see that it didn't make sense. But otherwise, you just look at it and be like, whatever. It's a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. Yeah, that was the first day of my week was being told that I needed to go through my shirts. I think we got rid of like, I don't even know. There was a bag that left our room full of mm. full of clothes. But otherwise, well, my non POE clothes. Yeah, I'm not getting a POE shirt. I don't even care if it doesn't okay. fit. The only you know what I do have. I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but one of the shirts from one of their supporter packs was not centered. It was brutal. It looked so I dumb. Remember. It was like a it was a. Path of Exile, I think it was the logo, but it was actually off center. And yeah. I had noticed it, but I was like, well, I don't really know what's going on, I'm not paying much attention. And then all of a sudden I started seeing people post on Reddit about the fact, like, hey, why is my shirt like I guess it was a batch of shirts that had gone out like that. Okay. To their credit, I messaged them, sent them a picture of it, and they sent me a corrected shirt. Nice. I do have and you one got that to is keep off, yeah. off center. That's so, awesome. That's like having the hat, those championship hats of the team that didn't win. Yep. It's a collector. A collector's yeah. item. 
So that's awesome. Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I didn't feel great this week. Now we were recording early because I'm taking off tomorrow for a little bit and we didn't, mm-hmm. we can't miss an episode. I mean, never. And I can't, Mm-mm. it wouldn't go well if I was recording while I was away because it would sound like I'm recording on a phone mm-hmm. and, and that's just not good. So we're recording a bit early, but I, a while ago, I don't know if I've ever talked about this as well. I have a Nintendo switch light. So we have a Nintendo switch and then my oldest bought a Nintendo switch light and my wife really liked it. So I bought her a Nintendo switch light. And then when we gave it to her, I think it was mother's day. Apparently I didn't get the right color. (laughs) And this was during COVID when we bought it and you can't return anything during COVID times in the beginning. So we had a yellow, it literally, they were impossible to find. I just got really lucky and found this. So I bought it, but yellow is apparently not the color that she would have preferred. And so I was like, well, screw you. You don't get it. And nobody gets it. I left it in the box. Even my, my, my second son was like, um, hello. And I'm like, nope, it's going to stay over there. And then we ended up buying her the green or turquoise one. I don't know. And so I had this yellow one and I'm like, well, I might as well open it and take a look. Maybe there's Nintendo games that are fun. And so we're going away on this vacation. And so I was like, well, I should find something that I can play. What do you, I don't know what you play on Nintendo besides Mario, right? Like Mario party. If I go back to our Nintendo days, that's literally all I cared about was Mario party. I bought Diablo three for the Nintendo switch and I have been, oh. yeah, I have been playing it. You, you know have? what? You've yeah. already started. I did start on it. Yeah. When I, oh. I, there were a couple days where I just felt like garbage this week. So I just chilled laid in bed for a bit. And so I was playing on the Nintendo switch. It's and actually a reasonably good mobile game. Like I, I have it on computer and I would not play it. I'm not really into Diablo three. We played it a lot when it came out. I still would prefer to play Path of Exile, but mobile, like I, I call it mobile. Like it's a Nintendo Switch Lite. It's relatively yep, yep. mobile. It's actually pretty good. Nice. Yeah. And I will hmm. say the looting side of things, Diablo 3 has the looting side of things down. Yeah, they've nailed it. In comparison. I, mean, I don't remember when I stopped playing. That was years ago, six years ago, maybe. But yeah, they nailed it. I, I was there when they started condensing. They put all the gems together you know, in one thing and yeah. well, they nailed it. we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But there yeah, is some, there's down. obviously there's some big differences because you don't have the whole crafting side. Like you really do in, oh, yeah. in path of Excel, but the looting side is just so much easier. But anyway, so I, I played a little bit of Diablo three on the Nintendo switch Lite. I had to buy a handle for it because those things are tiny. The Nintendo switch Lite. I don't have, I didn't, I, I need like my kid size hands to hold on to that thing. But anyway, this is, this is kind of a blasphemous conversation. I know. I was debating, like, can I say this? <laughs> Am I allowed? Am I allowed to Are say we getting that I did that? Unfollowed? Are people going to be unhappy? I don't care. That's fine. Be unhappy with me. That's Tyler's awesome. still here to make you happy. If you're unhappy with me, Tyler will make you happy. Um, hey, but speaking about our week, consecutive week, you can't get sick. No, I know. Like, you cannot take a week off. I could be sick. I could go to the hospital. I can die. Whatever. You could replace me. Interviews, new host, whatever. I can't record stuff. You get sick and people are just... You could still record listening stuff. To it nothing. would just come out like what poor uh, Stairdon has to hear. I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to post it. You figure it out. I'll just tweet a hundred tweets. The Empire Podcast. Every sentence, I'll do a tweet. We had a ton of feedback this week. 
uh, through Discord and through all of our other stuff with regards to some of the stuff we talked about last week, which is going to come up in a little bit. We're going to be going on more into it. But I, the funny thing was how many people were like, hey, you uh, you should do some more two-hour episodes. I was like, <laughs> are you guys out of here friggin' months? Like, I'm fighting to get our times, like, cut down lower, and these guys are like, yeah. I, I, it just shows, goes to show you that the path of exile community, it's a totally different breed than the average human. Like we're just different. Totally. (laughs) We're just different. We, we are made a certain way. Yep. Uh, GGG doesn't need to work on tutorials because whoever puts the game on is just going to like it. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. That's Um, right. My POE week this week, we'll get, I'm going to do mine first just because it's relatively easy. I did a lot of blighted maps uh, in the time that I got to play. I didn't get to play a ton. We were supposed to play on Monday, but that didn't work out. But I played a bunch of blighted maps. That's pretty on much Monday? all I did. Uh, no, <laughs> not on Monday. No, just through the week. I played a couple okay. blighted maps. I, I There was some conversation about it in After Dark last week. So I was like, well, I'll give it a try. Somebody actually messaged me privately through Patreon as well about uh, about the blight maps. It's going to come up in my noob tip of the but uh, mm. yeah, I did some blighted maps. They were fun. I, you know what? They nice. were actually not bad compared to how much I hated blight as a league. And I didn't like blight as a, I hated blighted maps in general as a drop, um, even up until this league. Um, they're not as bad. Maybe build wise, it's why it's really easy with ball lightning. You have like a I, really strong build. Did you use towers a lot? Were they yeah. valuable? Oh yeah, I mean they're super valuable. I watched um an uh YouTube video, I think it was a Big Ducks video, but it was of the towers specifically around Blight and understanding. You know, I, I think I mentioned this in one of our episodes, or maybe it was an After Dark, how when you're doing Blight, when you get to that fourth upgrade, things are so busy that half the time, unless you've researched it, you have no idea what those two options are. Right, yeah, like yeah. you're just kind of like, well, shit. I don't know. This one looks like a bunch of fireballs, and this one's one fire flame. I'd, I'll take the yeah. fireballs. It looks cooler. So you don't actually know what they're doing, and you don't have time to like mouse over and be like, huh, interesting. Okay, I think I'll, no. you just don't have time for <laughs> yeah. that. Let me consider the other option. Yeah, what now? are my options here? So the I, his video was really good because it actually broke down what they were. But then on top of that, it actually said like most of the time you're not even worthwhile upgrading some of these all the way to four. Like you're better leaving them at three and you know which ones are good combinations of of towers so it was fine but blight is still blight if you don't have a build that can do light it's not fun I, i'm Strong really AOE. curious how people are doing it as melee because you have yeah. to i had my second oldest watching while i was doing one of these blighted maps and even he was like um how do you know what that tower oh that tower looks he's like can you just stop i oh, i'm looking at that tower can you just and that's that's what a blighted map is like. It's just like yeah. ADD, run around like an idiot. And oh, you wanted to click on that? No, no, I'm sorry. You can't click on that. Can you imagine if you were doing a blighted map where you needed to level gems? Oh my God, it'd be impossible. You'd never be able to click anything. So I did blighted maps. They were fun, but I still I still think there's some, some glaring issues with it. Well, on console, you don't have to click to level your gems. Just saying. Yeah, superior console, platforms like... are superior platforms. Oh, console's horrible console. for interacting <laughs> with towers. That's why I'm always aiming to do a blight without towers. That's my goal. Screw it. I'm doing the one tower at the beginning. I'm maxing it to whatever I can at that time. And then that's it. <laughs> You're doing nothing else. Yeah. And then I'm not even using, I'm not even moving with the left analog stick because if I push down, 
and I'm interacting with the thing and I'm stuck and then I'm getting hit and I'm dying like, and nothing's working or whatever it is to get out of the <laughs> I menu. don't even remember. I think you have to push down on the left analog stick again, but you're dead by the time you figure out that you were accidentally interacting. Anyway, I stole your thunder. Nah, they're Flights fine. awesome. Flights are fun. Good. Um, yeah, I also are. had a conversation about a laptop in your house with your wife. <gasps> Did you? <laughs> yeah, it you didn't go her? well so far. <sighs> I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> I hope I was hoping when you said that, that it was after the conversation that I had about it, because she heard the last podcast was thrilled to be specifically spoken to on the podcast. But uh, then it came with some very black and white. uh, No. And I'm like, well, what if I use the laptop? No. The first message I got was no laptop. (laughs) (laughs) But I worked it. We're getting there. (laughs) Good. Good. Keep it up. It Keep it up. Funny. I mean, it's good for guide replies. It's good for uh, the amount so of time I spend things, doing really. it. I know. It's so good for a yeah, marriage to just be right. able to condense the amount of time you're spending on screens. Right. So you could just sit on the couch and stare at each other. Right. You could just flutter your you could actually like play games at the same time and be beside each other. That's yeah. what love is. Really. It is. It is. <laughs> Sharing your screen time together. How was your week in POE? Uh, how many blighted maps did you do? 50? Three. Oh, yeah. Well, then I did four. So I had a great one. I just no, wanted I, to uh, do a white, a yellow, and a red. Ooh, I did black. So um, wow. I actually, my POE time this week, I made sure I set a couple uh, hours aside on two different nights and I crushed my inventory, nailed it. My guide, mean? my inventory. Oh. I feel like I'm talking to my kids How in do you Minecraft crush Dungeons. An inventory? <laughs> Dude, I. I crushed it. Okay. So each of my guide specific tabs were loaded with items that I needed to compare for that build, you know, to the inventory, to the items that are already equipped. And then I had a bunch of quad tabs still do, even though I've been whittling away at it, a bunch of quad tabs loaded with um, influence items from when it was just shaper and elder. And so I got, I just cleared it all. I did comparing. I was really good with it. Very attentive. hope I didn't screw it up. And, uh, yeah, I only have one quad tab left of influenced gear. So that was awesome. And this is console. This is console, right? Obviously. Ugh. What else would I play? Waste your time. I, I changed click, my mind. No click, laptop click, for click, you. Click, 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 click. I agree my with your wife. gets all crampy and oh my goodness, man. Anyway, I'm actually, I've been really considering kind of like thinking about POE2, um, which I'm, I've been doing ever since POE2 was released. Um, you know, like that pirate ascendancy that's coming poe2 announcement can't can't wait well whatever yeah because the poe2 release sounds like it's very far away it doesn't sound that bad we'll talk about it yeah yeah but and not a complaint covid it might be a complaint just calm down (laughs) (laughs) you you hush your mush nobody's listening to you so i'm actually thinking about redoing i'm still finding that four guides like i've had to cut back how much i respond in a day because i just don't have time for interruptions throughout the day like if somebody knocks on the door wants a surprise half hour visit i just don't really have time with the amount of time i spend doing guide replies so um i'm just doing one guide a day no matter how many replies there are not really fair to the people that might have to wait a week for a reply so i was thinking about maybe some other ways to do things i have an idea of only doing three guides and but it would be all revolving around minions i'd have a Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'd have a red gem minion build, a green gem minion build, and a blue gem minion build. Uh, I mean, I'd have a really hard time cutting RF 
So maybe it'd still be at four, but I think that'd be really cool, right? So then I'd have like, you know, my Herald of Agony build doing all dodge and bow stuff. I'd have, I don't know, like a champion with Master of Metal dealing with stuff, you know, red gem, maybe dominating blow and Herald of Purity. And then I'd have I mean, a billion blue gem options for the Necromancer or Guardian. But yeah, I thought it would be pretty cool. That's what so that's 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 what I was thinking about. Cool. Anyway, so if um. I, you know, once I've like figured out the build and the gems, I'm going to test it out. If people want to test it out for me, that's awesome because I need to see if it can crush Endgame or not. So, you know, I complained a lot about Dominating Blow, but I just might force the issue because there's three red minion gems. Dominating Blow, Herald of Purity, and Animate Guardian. So... Um, I just want to throw this out there now that you're talking about your builds and your weird stuff. I'm going to just throw out that... I, what? I feel like you've missed your thank you to everybody. We're pushing you up into first place in the item filters <laughs> yeah, yeah. quote unquote first place Eighth thank place, you but it's the first for all the fake votes That's thank awesome. you for all the fake votes yeah you're you're like 30 ahead now i passed triple a loot filter alex yep and um by the way loot filter alex if you listen to the episode it's really nice to meet you alex 728 gt mm-hmm. don't 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 so anyway yeah that was kind of cool now i'm rubbing shoulders with uh <laughs> I'm really not that far away from Neversink. No, like just triple your numbers and you got it. Easy. Easy. For his worst one, my best one. I'm only three times lower. Man, his first place one is nuts. It is. And look at the copies to it too. Those don't even get updated. Wow. Yeah. And and the thing with Xbox, if you go to the PlayStation 4 filter or the, it doesn't even list them, right? The Xbox one, you can either follow them, but they're also already in game by default. So it's quite crazy but yeah the pc ones he's just he's just crushing it well good job ty yeah so anyway great poe week yeah and congrats to you too doing all your blighted maps my next one for this week in poe is going to be boring you're gonna have to fill it up oh dude i could talk about poe all day yep oh yeah look at me i need a vacation whatever man i'm committed to the podcast you, you uh, vacation when you're say old. a vacation from your problems now, the funny part about that is there's only one person who will understand that joke right now. Me? Nope. I'm not going to say who it is. One person just heard that and was like, huh, I know exactly what he's talking Vacation <laughs> from my problems. Oh, what uh, a great movie, hey? It is. And Groundhog Day. Bill so, Murray's the best. Yep. Great. Yeah. So you see what happened this week in Wee? Well. Did you? I saw some of it. I, I see it. Most of these ones I saw through like their tweets and their Twitters. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I, nice to have a slow week. Why do week, people dude? care about a stupid dog? I know everybody heard me just say that and like, oh my God, I hate tags. But I saw the tweet about like a dumb, it looks like a Labrador or a golden retriever dog or something. Cool. Dude, I'm hook, line, sinker. I'm in. I'm get a dog freak. I'm a dog freak. I'll get well, it. I'd get like it? a black one personally. Well, probably when it goes on sale <laughs> that's what i wait for but this week there was a there was only a small hot fix that fixed one issue on pc that was awesome and there was a huge stuttering issue when point one c was released on xbox yep. i don't think it was on ps4 but it was on xbox and even without complaints they immediately started working on it and within two days of the one c release they fixed the stuttering it, i mean it was it was awesome service it was really cool it was one of the only patch notes posts where i just saw praise I mean, granted, in Xbox land, there's six people posting there, but 
it was just nonstop praise. There wasn't people complaining. It was just thank you for noticing it. Thank you for fixing it. Yeah, it was it was really cool. But awesome. yeah, there was just one small hotfix this week, which is great. They came out with um, some concept art, which is always cool to see, right? For the new mystery box that they have. What's it called? Uh, Angels and Demons. There's a there's right? a guy that did a bunch of art for streamers. He asked them to pick mm-hmm. like their favorite boss or whatever, and then he would draw it. Yeah, uh, I don't I, I'd have to find his name on Twitter, but he did a crazy good job. I think he did like maybe 10 or 12 of them. Sweet. So maybe if you're watching this on YouTube, that might be some of the background background mm-hmm. video or background pictures that I'll use, hopefully without a stuttering <laughs> logo. I hate, I don't know why it's with Premiere from time to time. It goes like nuts and puts our thing at like it looks terrible. Yeah, not intentional and it's not done apathetically. That's for sure. Did you see the dev interview? of they dub him the video guy yeah Evan. Yep. Did, you, did you see it's, it's a cool interview it's nice to see like the person that's in charge of the final cuts of like the huge marketing promo material the video that everybody's going to watch to see what the next league is i mean doing the 3.0 stuff poe2 you know working with camille that's that's, that's cool like mm-hmm. so it's cool check it out if you haven't and obviously the announcement section but it's a cool dev interview and they have a whole bunch of cool videos and links but you 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 like the lap pet you're gonna secretly get it watch one day you're gonna see me broadcast and i'll be playing with justin he's gonna have two lab pets and his his hideout's gonna have six more just hanging out i don't want a dog in real life why would i want a dog in game because you have those moments of weakness where you do get a dog in real life and so you'll have that moment of weakness in the game just so anyone that's listening i don't hate dogs I actually really like dogs. I just don't like to have a dog. Yeah, he doesn't like feeding them, touching them, looking at them. He doesn't want them around the dinner table. I like them, want them as a kid. Bed. He doesn't like walking when them. I didn't have to care and deal with them. That's it. <laughs> and so I had four kids. Why dad. did I have any animals? It was stupid. That's right. I have four other ones already running through my house. Anyway. <laughs> they came out with a new back attachment, the Seraph banner. Looks like you're wearing a banner, so I don't know what it's like to wear. Use a banner have a banner back but seems pretty cool did you see the hideout showcases i like taking a look i'm never going to put that effort into a hideout some of them and are so crazy. i love oh and some of the people in our discord are so good yeah, at them yeah i just so anyway yeah hideout showcase was there and uh i appreciate some... it especially when they let me copy it <laughs> yes yes and then there was a, a new skin a quiver skin which is cool and then um a war cry skin did you see it i didn't oh know. my goodness that makes me want to like put my arctic uh arctic skins back on that i have for my cio cultist and uh because it has like a, when you do it there's like this wolf that oh so cool huh. it's kind of like white and gray it's so weird anyway cool. that was this week it was it was just nice and casual some small releases and it's nice to have a good slow week it's a good time for them to do more war cry mtx yeah yeah i mean it might be a good time for them to release some clown zombies too. Yeah, where's the celestial war cry? No, I blocked it. I hacked the system. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I blocked it. They've been trying to post it for two weeks. They're just waiting until they need money. And then they're gonna be like, and go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They have a backlog. Every single <laughs> skill is backlogged with Celestial. Remember my um idea of having notable MTX or mm-hmm. Keystone MTXs? Mm-hmm. They probably have a Celestial for all of them ready for oh, that go ahead. Yeah once a week um so hey i know our league which our private league was awesome and a lot of fun and it was awesome to be single digits feel like i won the world did you notice when our private league ended um 
that our guild stash was empty when we merged to the private league to or sorry to the normal trade league i didn't you brought it up though it's kind of weird why like i'm not did we have maybe stuff it's in a it? complaint we yeah, maybe we did. we did we did why would those items disappear like what would what do you think the reason would be with for ggg to not carry over a guild stash i mean i know you have to pay for extra tabs but even if it's a remove only tab maybe why would our items be destroyed and not carry over to our normal trade league guild yeah you'd think it would become just a remove only tab within the guild stash tab i don't actually know that was surprising to me Mm -hmm. i can't think of why they would do that me neither. Like, I know we, we agree that guilds are, in comparison to other games, it's they're bad. totally overlooked. Yep. And even if you're not comparing it to over games, we, we have a lot of wishes. Um, I feel like if that's actually what happens and there wasn't just a glitch, I feel like that's quite an oversight. I mean, not like we would know, but I can't think of a good reason that you would actually. Especially when it's league end. It's not like it's based on when characters migrated. It's based on the actual private league ended. So all characters of that guild would leave. And they they all have the same parent league. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up in case there's other people that it's were FYI. part of the private league. Like we have our own guild, right? But there were other guilds within our private league or other people were in other private leagues. So if it happened to you, you weren't the only one. Write it up. It is weird. Eh, yeah. I mean, luckily we didn't have anything that we were, you know, was valuable. It was just item sharing, but. So I absolutely love this game and changes and patch notes. They're like, it's like Christmas every time. Like, even if it's not something like uh, for me, I don't care about harvest, but who cares? I love the changes that you're trying to do. I'm excited for the future of the changes. But uh, do you do you feel like we're always chasing a balanced game? I, I say we because we're, we're the gamers, right? We're who they make it for. But do you feel like GGG is always chasing a balanced game? Like, do you, th- do you ever feel like they're actually balanced and it just takes small short-term tweaks? I don't. I don't think the game's ever balanced and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't actually care if something's overpowered. If that's oh, what you're referring yeah. to, I don't. Not necessarily overpowered, but there's definitely the pace with which things change and the severity with which things change, especially recently since 3.0, um, I feel like there's huge elements of the game that are left behind and then there's huge overhauls to bring them back right i mean i'm glad these overhauls happen because i want the game to be balanced but i feel like the pursuit of a balanced game is just it's a constant chase and the idea is that it's never going to happen you're just constantly making the changes to make it as balanced as possible but there's never here is a completely balanced game where like the defensive layers are all legit and equal based on pros and cons and investment. All the offensive layers, whether you're minion, one-handed, two-handed, attack, leech, life regen, spell, whatever it is. Uh, like, I, it feels like there's always the chase of balance. And sure, there's improvements to get there, but then something else gets left behind. What I'm hoping is that once PoE2 comes out, like the... We'll we'll get to it in a sec when we talk about the Bayclast interview with Chris. Um, he was saying that Path of Exile 2 is going to be as big as its hype. It's going to fix, you know, I mean, obviously it'll have its own problems, but it's going to fix everything that we complain about with Path of Exile 1. 
But I feel like the pursuit of balance is more of a mentality based on either how much time they have or kind of like a cogwheel system where they've just kind of gotten used to always chasing balance and just doing the next most important thing. I'm kind of nervous that once PoE2 is established and it's been out for a year, that it's just going to fall into the same cogwheel. Well, I think any any game like this is always going to be like that, though. You're never going to have a perfect balance in a game where you have however many skills there are with a, a passive or like a skill tree as insane as Path of Exile has with the amount of supports that you have. I, it will never, ever be that build A is always going to be balanced and equal to build B, C, D, and E. It just You just can't. It just And that's fine. I, I don't think that that's a problem. You Do you? I know we've had talks think- before that where you feel like if a skill is given to me in the beginning, it should be able to carry me through and be an end game skill that you think that, you know, like every skill should be viable. And I don't know that I, I see where you're coming from, but I think in a game where there are as many skills as there are, that's just not going to happen. True. True. I also think though, that part of it's the mentality of what they're used to putting out and like I've always had the opinion and you've disagreed that playing the first month of any league is like playing a game as a beta tester mm-hmm. where normally like when you're going through alphas, when you're getting rid of all your bugs, no matter the severity of them. And then beta testing is basically just this is your game. This is the balance. Like we're not actually changing stuff unless there's been a massive oversight and you're basically just crash testing, right? Like testing for crash bugs. That's what I feel like except for this league i was it this league that i was saying was super stable yep anyway i feel like league launches are almost like betas and i feel like if and, and i don't know what it's like to be there i mean i know they choose their three-month schedule but i just feel like it's always the chase and that they're okay chasing as opposed to okay let's not do two big leagues in a row let's catch up and then Make sure that what we want are long term and short term, like let's not be very dramatic until our long term goals have been accomplished. Now, granted, maybe it's not a fair conversation to have prior to POE2, but if POE2 is two years away, it might be legitimate. But if if you don't make things dramatic and if you allow yourself to catch up, then all of a sudden your dream of being balanced is fixed with short term fixes as opposed to just the never ending pursuit of, I guess that's going to fall behind. We'll fix it sometime. So we've had a bit of this conversation before. And I, so my personal opinion on the balance side is that it will never, ever be balanced a fully balanced. I don't think path of exile is ever going to be a fully balanced game. And I'm, I'm quite all right with that. When you brought up the comment that Chris made with regards to path of exile too, and we're going to talk more about Bay class in a second, that particular interview with Chris, I and I think I've said this in a past episode. I'm so done with hearing like, oh, Path of Exile 2 is going to solve this. Path of Exile 2 is going to be the fix to it because it's not here right now. And I'm playing a game that's Path of Exile original. Don't yeah. and I don't find it's often GGG that's saying Path of Exile 2 is going to fix it. Path of Exile 2 is going to fix it. However, in this interview, and we're going to talk more about it, <laughs> I actually was listening to him going, what the hell? Don't don't tell me that Path of Exile 2 is going to be as big and as great and it's going to fix it i was like why would you say that that's a i mean you, you already have people that flip out on him if he says something and they don't deliver exactly as he says it now you've actually come out and said it's going to be as big as it's planned it's going to not have any of the problems the path of exile one has like I, what 
It's crazy. I, it's, I, it's a big statement. It's a big statement. I, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of those statements though, because Path of Exile yeah. 2, I, I'm totally up for hyping the game, but yeah. we know that it's going to be further away than anticipated, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm fine with that, but I'm not a fan of saying that the current issues that people are, are experiencing with Path of Exile 1 will be fixed when Path of Exile 2 comes out. I would rather just not hear anything and just be like, hey, we're in the yeah, process yeah. of balancing. We're doing this. We're doing that. Not like, well, we know this is an issue and we're just going to leave it alone and Path of Exile 2 will fix it. I don't like that. I, I really, really don't like that. I would rather them say nothing about a particular issue and work on the other stuff that they're working on than them to have the attitude of like, well, just you wait. We promise yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that. Well, let me tie up then what I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and then we'll just move right on to the uh, interview that Tarky gave to, uh, to Chris. Um, I guess my point, like, it's not a, 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 I, I've said a thousand times, I don't know what it's like to work there. I have no idea everything that goes on behind the scenes. And, but I just hope that once, you know, as they said, POE2 does come out. I mean, I'd love to have it in POE1, but who knows how it's going to happen. But once... POE 2 comes out and they're kind of at that standstill where there is no future or I mean there's a future but they have no idea what's going to be fixed because it's a brand new slate I hope the mentality isn't that okay well that's small that's big that's this like I just hope it's they're able to corral the balance off the bat so that it's not the constant chase that Path of Exile 1 is that's okay so can I ask you a, a question it's a hope what what RPG, because I can't say what ARPG, because there's not a ton of ARPGs out there that are good to play, but if you count ARPGs, RPGs, whatever you want, none of them are really balanced. None of them are balanced in the sense where you can go, I'm going to go this direction, this is how I want to play, and it's going to be the exact same strength as any other way that I chose to play or skills I chose to use. There just aren't. There's always going to be something that's more meta or whatever you want to call it that just tends to be stronger. True. I'm not talking about meta and overpowered things. They always do that for their leagues. I guess the detail that I didn't say at the beginning was there's, or maybe I did, there, there's things that get left behind with all the changes. And there's all, it seems like since 3.0, there's just been massive rebounds to a huge section that needs to get redone. And what would you rather see them do them all at once or like, no, we, if you and, know and I'm just, what I'm work. saying is it's not, there's not, now they're in the system where it, like they're kind of stuck there and unless they have a few dud leagues where there's very little to test it comes out good quality but there's not much to it which is really going to hurt them financially you just can't catch up so poe2 is kind of their check mark but their checkpoint i'm just saying like they're kind of stuck there but i'm hoping it's not a mentality that's got them stuck you know what I mean? Like they're fine with things falling behind and then it's a one day fix. I understand how big it is. I, I get that there's pros and cons, but it would be like, remember when they changed, it wasn't that long ago where they changed mana versus accuracy, leech, energy shield, leech, all that kind of stuff. Life regen, they were balancing it versus each other. You know what I mean? Like accuracy is the same thing as spending mana, but mana always or spells always hit. So mana has to cost a lot more than accuracy does. And, you know, but that I mean, that took long time you know so anyway again it's not a criticism i'm just hoping it's not a mentality that's doing that and that poe2 would be a fresh start and hopefully within a year of poe2 we're not running behind the pursuit of a long-term balanced game yeah 
That's I, we'll see how, I guess, unfortunately, this is just a like, well, let's see how Path of Exile 2 comes out. Because it has totally. been Path of Exile since the beginning. It's a, yep. it's a balancing game. And I feel like Path of Exile 2 will as well. I don't think you're going to ever have a game that ha- is as big, has as many different facets to it, so many skills, so many passives, so many different ways to play it. And it, I just don't think it's always going to be like, well, everything is evenly strength. You can go melee, you can go range, go magic, you can go minions, you can like whatever. I just don't see it always being, you know, different types of defenses are always going to be even whatever it is. I think it's always going to be a bit of a balancing game for them and that they're always going to be somewhat trying to to get them all evened out. Hopefully there's small balances, but if anything, make sure that minions are always legit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. So this, I, it was, I think they were actually recording it at the same time that we were recording our last episode because we, we saw it the next day that um, the guys on Bayclast had Chris on uh, for an interview. And uh, yeah, let's chat about it. Because it was obviously a big point of discussion for everyone. I mean, people obviously want to hear about it. Well, and the one thing that was actually cool about this one, when you say they touched on a lot of points, which they did, it was a much more directed interview. It wasn't a, let's just talk about everything random. They actually went in with the whole purpose of speaking about itemization in the game. And that was sort of the focal point. Uh, Both of us have watched it and listen to it i think that there was an after thing i didn't listen to that but uh, no i did listen to the one where they talked with chris and i i'm gonna bounce off a lot of stuff that you're gonna bring up i'm gonna just bring up a couple things right off the bat i really really liked it i really appreciated that they had chris on that chris went on i really like hearing from the developers it's nice to hear them in a more yeah uh, i don't know what the word is human experience where they're just responding and they're having to like think on the spot versus you know having some pre-typed up thing that's all sorted out so i did appreciate that i i struggled with some of it because i uh, sometimes i'm trying to figure out if chris is actually saying that they're willing to make changes based on the conversation he's having with now and again the the five guys that are on bay class we really like them and they're yeah they're all cool super nice guys very good players my criticism, though, is they all play the game as their job, I think. All of them do. And if not, they do play it a large amount of time. They put in a lot of hours every single league. And I don't think that's the average player. I don't think that the majority of Path of Exile players are playing as much as they get to. I think people really enjoy getting to watch them and seeing some of the things that they do. But I don't think that they represent the average player base. So I get worried sometimes that Chris... I don't, it's not like I'm, I understand that Chris and GG aren't listening to like every person that makes a comment or a suggestion and goes, yep, we should do that. Yes, we should do that. Yes, we should do that. I get it. But I was listening to the podcast and I, uh, to them speaking with him and there is some stuff that they are just going to recognize way before the average gamer is going to, because they play it. So the streamer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to see things when you're put, when you're putting in eight, uh, seven to 10 hours a day into a game. You're going to recognize and notice things much sooner than somebody who's playing two to four hours a day. And there were a couple things that they suggested to him that were actually awesome. You know, there was an issue with regards to things that uh, with uh, how you search within the tabs. And I didn't even think about that. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. And it was funny listening to Chris going, what? You can't do that? 
I've so, been so surprised that what Justin's referring to is Tarky mentioned that they were talking about tags and adding more tags to items, secret tags, not things that you have to know. But Tarky mentioned like you can't just search for boots, right? There's no general term for your footwear. So if you search boots, it's only going to actually find the items where boots is a literal word in the description because some are shoes, some are slippers, some are greaves. And so but I, what baffled me was Chris's response, which I loved the humility of it. But I can't believe like it's been like that for six years. Yeah. So, wow. But anyway, I love that they add that. That was been some. Anyway, go, 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 go. No, I, I think that that kind of stuff is really good because it's it's not something that is actually gameplay related or game affecting related. It's a, it's just a quality of life. Hey, this is kind of weird that this doesn't work. Yeah. Now, I also understand that they are going to recognize also issues within the game sooner than most people if something maybe seems out of place overpowered you know maybe too strong not strong enough whatever however i one of the particular points that i want to bring up is they talked about crafting obviously this was related to harvest we were talking more about you know they're talking more about harvest and the crafting side of harvest and what might go core what might not go core and i i listened to it and i struggled to think that they represent the average player and how crafting is working for the average player. So let me just give an example. Uh, Octavian brought up crafting chests and specifically it was around the idea of crafting. Um, it was, I think um, Octavian and Tarky were both chatting about this was crafting the explodey chest and the ability to add like crit to it or a double curse. So you could have an extra curse and the particular comment was just how easy it was to craft one of these chests this leap. And that really stuck stuck out to me because I disagree entirely with that. And that's not to say that they're wrong that it's not easy to craft, but it's easy to craft for somebody who's been playing for eight hours a day, who has the, a lot of the currency, who has done all the harvest, who has built up a ton of crafts through the horticulture, who has put in the time. And we had a bit of this conversation last episode. If you put in the time, that to me seems fair to being able, I, I, we, th- we had a great conversation through discord with a lot of this, where people were talking about our, our episode last week and the deterministic crafting. And it worked out really well timing wise that they had interviewed Chris right as we were releasing our episode. So there was a comparison of like, what's Chris saying to what, you know, how we're sort of feeling about it and how those guys are feeling about it, who play a lot of time and put a lot into the game. And I looked up, just out of curiosity, the crafting ability of these chests. The base for the chest that a lot of them are using is the Astral Plate has to be item level 85, and it has to be Crusader influenced. So sure. first off, for you to get that, you're playing well into the game to, to, if, if it happens to drop for you. Now, just yep. out of curiosity, I also looked it up. If you want to buy one that is an item level 85 minimum, Crusader influenced Astro Play, it's one and a half X. Doesn't matter if it's got links, nothing. That's okay. just for that item. I struggle to see how a base item of one and a half X can be considered easy to the average player. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to take away from the fact that these guys do an incredible job and they let people see a part of Path of Exile that maybe a lot of players don't get to see. But that is not, I, I, again, I don't know what happens in the background within Path of Exile and GGG. So I just, 
I like that he listens. I like that he's a part of these episodes. I really like hearing from him. And I really like to hear from the guys on the on bay class because to me, they represent a unique part of the, the community. There's a part of the community that gets to play like they play that has the uh, currency like they have. But when you take an item that is a one and a half X base, that's just it. That's just the base that costs one and a half X. Now you have to craft it. You have to build up, especially in this case, your harvest grove in order to have the correct things to put onto it. That's not easy for the average player. That's certainly something somebody can strive towards. That's something somebody can get, but you did not get it easily if you were playing for the, I, I, I really wish I knew because maybe I'm totally wrong, but from the conversation I've seen in our discord and online, I don't think I'm wrong in the sense that the average player is not playing seven to eight hours a day. I just don't think that that's the case. And I think making the game and the crafting side of things more open to the average player is not a bad thing. There were parts where Chris even talked about how he wishes everything was RNG and he likes, oh my, I could not disagree more with him. <laughs> I couldn't. And I, I appreciate that he's saying it and I appreciate that that's what he wants. More than that, though, I appreciate that there's other people in the background saying like, well, let's just rethink this. And I like that they that that is a group decision, that they design things around their game. And I also fully understand, like I've said in the past, they don't plan their game around me. They plan their game around how they want the game to be. And they they do consider the long term effects of the choices that they're making. But as I listen to them talk and listen to these guys talk, I was like, to say that some of this stuff is easy. For you, 100%, it is. Because yeah. you've gotten so much time into the game, you've gained yeah. and earned so much into your harvest and grove, so much currency, it is easy. But I don't think that that's what it should be planned around because I, it was funny, I was talking to myself today as I was listening and you know going over this conversation in my head. I understand the idea of the chase game and the game being, you know, a uh, especially on a, from a streamer point of view, the idea of there being chase items and chase crafts and chase uniques and whatever it is, because these poor people have to stream the same game for three months in a row. I can't imagine doing that. It would be a real big struggle for me personally, but I don't think that that's where the, the planning should be around because I don't think that represents the average person who wants to craft. I mean, I was shocked. I thought I was maybe stepping out of the line a little bit in our last episode and that maybe people would disagree and have a negative opinion towards what I was saying. That was not the case. I had a lot of people reaching out to me saying, yeah, that's actually exactly, or at least part of how I've been thinking for craft and how many people have yeah. said they love harvest. They love crafting yeah. right now that they've never touched before. Yeah. They've never had an interest. It was too difficult or not that it was too difficult. It's just, there was a lot to it and you didn't often get a result that you actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So, I, the Bay class to me was awesome. I really appreciate the fact, like I said, that they had Chris on, that they talked to him, that it gives us a chance to listen to him say things that we don't normally get to hear. And I really, really like how honest Chris is. Like, I like that he does not go in there scripted. At least it doesn't seem so. He doesn't seem to go in there with like, he had, you could tell he was looking at some things to just remind himself of some notes. But again, most of the stuff he's answering is just like off the cuff. And if he disagrees, he says it. I'm, I, yeah, and, I like that. And I, I really I really do like that. And I think I think, though, a tiny bit of it um, 
he like the, the the power of a streamer especially the ones that you know per se make their living off of path of exile hmm. is their marketing power right their opinions sway a ton of gamers right and if those guys burn out other people just burn out even if they're not burnt out you know what i mean like they they as those players as the streamers play people follow them as those streamers stop playing people stop playing so you do have to in the long term game with your items like i don't i don't envy the situation but ggg has to have chase items for the elite and for the mid pack like us and for the noobs now obviously that's easy if you have chase for the elite you're gonna have it's gonna trickle down but i think a lot of it though and this isn't any offense to the broadcasters to the streamers that are there if you and i were interviewing him i'm sure that we would get the same treatment he's putting on a good face for some of these suggestions he's tolerating some of these suggestions yes the gamer has especially the ones that play a lot they have a lot of opinions they're emotionally invested in some of these opinions as well they think they're awesome ideas it would be really cool for them if and i mean it's not their motivation but wouldn't it be cool for them if their suggestion made it in the game you know what i mean so they have a, a, an actual opportunity to talk to him and even though they are very humble people i think you know the ggg staff know that they're they're celebrities to these people and so you kind of give them like yeah you know that's that's a good idea i'll check it out i'll talk to the team about it this that and another thing but he knows in the back of his head some of these things are just like i'll talk to the team about it but i'm gonna nix it like it's just what you know us as the the top four are just we're never interested in doing and there's there's certain things down the pipeline that they're considering one thing that i think a lot of people forgot uh with all of this harvest talk is it was originally designed to be extremely overpowered and chris even mentioned in bay class in the bay class episode he reminded everyone like this was never going core this was a concept test like everything from this point forward until path of exile 2 you're going to be testing concepts for us for path of exile 2 so we're taking notes on this sure some of this might go core but it's definitely not going to be anywhere near like it is as harvest harvest was never going to go core and it was cool to actually hear him say that because as normally you know that's not part of the marketing material hey play this it's not going core you know what i mean but the concepts of it and the idea of having these exalts that you can only use until i mean you said we both said that you know we really didn't see them but you know having an exalt that you can only years on use on tier 27 and lower items like that's cool that's not something you're ever going to do in the current system so playing with those well, ideas is really neat because there was even the con the idea of like oh god we don't want that many currencies yeah. to have to deal yeah. with yeah yeah and so but they have all these things to to consider and so how do you provide these types of crap really powerful crafting options for leveling without you know giving you an insane amount of currency already when people are already complaining about the amount of stash tabs let alone the amount of currency that you have to kind of go through so it was good. It was really cool to hear him say some of this stuff. And, and and I mean, no offense to the streamers that are doing this full time, but I, I think sometimes like if you and I were running the game, I think they'd just be like, you know, that's that's a really good idea. Even if you yourself don't think it is, maybe you'll bring it to your team and everybody else agrees with the streamer instead of you. Maybe not. But these are all things that are just getting tested. These are just things. OK, now now we have the opinions of two hundred and fifty thousand people. 
to throw onto the idea board for Path of Exile 2. So I don't know. Another thing, though, that we all need to consider, whether it's for leveling, whether it's for crafting, no matter what tier of gamer we are, it's a forever game, right? Like every single decision Chris mentioned so many times in that interview, how many how many times did you hear him say, like, we have to do things gradually, things have to be done incrementally, you have to go about it slow, like Chris even used the example of, hey, if I wanted to just recode the game right now and make it exactly the way I wanted to it would break the game. We'd go bankrupt. Like there'd be nothing left because you have to make changes incrementally. You have to, because you're making it for people. You're making it for fans. They don't, even though they do have the best interest in the game, for some reason, fans keep forgetting that they do. And it would just break the game, break the system, break the community. So they have to make all of their decisions based on, okay, how is this change going to impact everything a year later? Two years later, here are the changes we're thinking about implementing. Maybe they're going to come in. So, I mean, that's that's a heavy road. That's a hard, hard thing to do, especially. I mean, obviously, they have a team that helps them along that some gurus in the background. But the long term goals are what give people motivation to play. Right. And so they have a heavy balance of, OK, how do you make short term crafting valuable and have your long term chase item? Like if you use that, was it a warlord crusader? What was your astral plate example it was a warlord i think so use that right item level 85 you're looking for a very specific base type with a very specific influence type and obviously once once you're in the high tier maps you're getting 84s and 85s all the time so that's not that big of a deal but getting the proper base type for the influence you want can be a big deal if that became easy in some regard how do you make the game harder like path of exile revolves around difficulty right that's one thing that you and i love if path of exile was exactly what it is but it was easy we probably wouldn't play right like you're i was just gonna ask you what's easy though who are you basing easy off of i think that's where i get kind of i kind of wonder what they think who are you basing? that's, that's easy exactly off of? it so when people want the power at the beginning, or if you're scared that these crafts are easy, if GGG adds ease into it in whatever your perspective is, I have to keep it general because there's so many different people with play styles and knowledge that, that play. But as soon as you make leveling easier, GGG has to change something because the game still has to be difficult. So we'd like, okay, so the power creeps coming. I get it in whatever way it comes, whether it comes in harvest crafting or something else. If the power creep comes, if it's another change, they have to make changes, but they just made, they just made huge monster changes. They just made huge changes to, to boss resistances in life. They just added four new influences. They just added a new exalts that let you be very specific. They added awakening gems. Like they just added a huge new power creep. So for them to again, add a power creep so soon, like I, it'd be, I mean, do whatever you want. I'm going to I'm going to trust what they do. They, it's not like they're not thinking about the flip side of the coin, but they do need to. And I, I just want, all, you know, all the fans of the game to remember, like the enemies have to change. Endgame content, drop rates, whatever it would be, has to change to still make the game difficult. If, you know, you were going to cater and all of a sudden this type of drop was easy or this type of craft was easy. So anyway, no matter what GGGGGGG does with the feedback they've received with Harvest, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with it. They, they know what they're doing. They've got the flip side of the coin 
you know, like mulled over a hundred thousand times. And if we were in those shoes, there's no way we would be able to tell the difference between a right decision or a wrong decision. You know what I mean? For the greater community, we might have our preferences, but goodness me, like how many times have we heard some of the co-founders saying, this is what I want and everyone else at work hates me for it and it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? So, but for me, what this harvest ride is like, even though I'm actually haven't done any of the crafting, you've been doing it because we play co-op, but it's kind of like we got a ride. We got to know what it's like to feel like what we had got a ride in a Ferrari. You know what I mean? We got to ride around a Ferrari for a while. Maybe we had a bit of like an all-inclusive weekend because we didn't even have to spend our currency on this stuff. We just got to do fun things. And now we got to go back to getting in our van with the child seats. And it's got a whole bunch of bird poo on it, but it's still getting us for me to be. Ah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, okay, maybe yours doesn't have bird poo, but my house just gets my house just gets littered. Okay. But anyway, no, but like, think about it. We can clear the game with five links, right? Sure. We don't need the best gear to clear all the content. Chris even said that in his bake last episode. He was one of the cornerstones of the game is the fact that you don't need like it's it's gear but you don't need epic gear to clear all the content one of the hardest things they do is trying to balance the game so that it's hard but you don't need impossible gear to do it all just the impossible gear just helps you just destroy the content as opposed to get through it well i thought one really cool thing i have i have some highlights that i said i like picking out like the small things that he says not in a way where i'm gonna rake it over him later but there's there's some cool stuff and i've even got a standard quote for you that's just gonna make you roll your eyes and i love it see you're already i, I, rolling I, your I, eyes. I, I, I heard you the, don't like, even... one line <laughs> hey it stood out to me so i've got like half an hour plugged out just for standard you know chris said that he wants um dropped items to be the cornerstone of the game dropped items and that crafting benches essentially he's hoping are always going to be just a way to plug holes in those dropped items now he said that you know there definitely is a little bit of a disparity with the value of dropped items right now and uh, he's hoping that there's going to be somehow however they the plans that they have for it that dropped items will i guess i mean that's what every item is but items that you drop as opposed to items that you craft have the biggest potential value but chris said that standard is very important and this ties into it he said even though a small percentage of players play standard the illusion that later on matters has big value with your gear like you save your gear and so he said they're never they're never getting rid of standard for one they need a parent league for everything so that has to happen but the fact that you could keep this for forever and use it one day has a substantial value to how loot works. Otherwise, you're just gutting everything. You know what I mean? I, no, I don't know what you mean because I think most people are like, "Well, at the end of three months, I'll just start some. over." Maybe uh, some. some. <laughs> there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that do my guides, and it's league only. Almost everybody is league that does my guides. But then they're like, "Oh my goodness, I found this. It's at the end of the league. Guess I'm playing standard next league." And they'll write back, "Hey, I did a build around this that just dropped at the end of your league. Any suggestions?" And yeah get it often did you did you hear his comment about covid though how they kind of bumped up the concept of harvest and crafting that it wasn't going to be 311 but they bumped it up because of covid because they wanted a feel-good league for everybody i thought that was really cool and i, I mean especially because it seems like they rushed it out but yet and i mean from our perspective it actually seemed about as solid as a release that they've had in a long time 
You know what I mean? Like it didn't need a lot of rebalancing. Sure, there was some like quality of life tweaks they needed, but in terms of crashes and in terms of like huge tweaks, we've we've been quoted quite a few times. Go ahead. Well, I do, I was just gonna say I don't think they I don't think crafting on the harvest side was great at release. I think where it's at right now is much better, but the drop rate of seeds was really bad in the beginning. Sure, but it fixed quick enough as soon as they figured it out, and it wasn't like the stability of the game was brutal, right? So, you know, that that's kind of cool that they rushed out a feel-good league for COVID, not knowing how long COVID's going to last. I thought that was that was really, really cool. And he even had a comment in there that where he said, rares are still the, like, will be the pinnacle. Like, there's nothing that beats a finely tuned rare item. It'll be the pinnacle of your build. I thought that was awesome because I'm, you know. Well, that, I think that's what it is right now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's always his goal. That's always his goal, he said. I was, did you did you catch the comment where he said that an item revamp for all items is coming before POE 2 is the goal? Kind of like what they did for two-handeds. Yeah. I mean, they've been talking about this for a while, though. Yeah, but we actually heard him say it literally as opposed to just assuming it was going to happen. Right. We'll Sounds see. cool. I mean, it sounds like, though, also part of the conversation was the fact that PoE2 is much further away than what they originally sort of alluded to. And I think part of this Bay class was him setting people straight a bit to be realistic and understanding yeah. of the fact that it was not going to be a release that's coming out in, you know, I don't even know about 2021. Yeah. See? Yeah. No, who knows? Yeah, that was... It was interesting to hear, but I mean, not a complaint. I mean, no, it is what I don't care when it comes out. If it comes out good, I'd rather it come out good than them be fixing it as it's out. Yeah. And did you hear uh, how they were talking? I mean, we don't want to like regurgitate the interview. You should just go watch the Bay class episode that Chris was in. But I thought it was really cool when he was talking about how they could kind of cut corners to come out with a good release. Right. You know what I mean? Like instead of maybe changing the Atlas, the end game at the same time as releasing POE 2, maybe release the end game, the league before or the league after, you know what I mean? So that they can still just come out with a good campaign. Of course, you have your new ascendancies, but then the end game changes at a different time so that you can focus just on the quality of the actual release. I thought that stuff's cool. Like uh, they're, they're really caring and they're really going out of their way to do it. So anyway, it was an it was an absolute awesome, awesome interview. I abs- I loved his uh, his honesty. So culling loot has been um, a topic that they've been t- the community and of course GGG has been talking about for a long time and mulling over and something you have to be very careful about. But it was really cool to hear the different ideas that the team has come up with for how to cull loot. It was kind of neat to hear the streamers' perspectives of of different re- things that you could do as well. Um, well, I think one of the most comforting things for me was when it was discussed that there's just so many different base types that you can't really call loot with a lot of base types. You know what I mean? Because there's, especially with the revamp that's coming, if it's following suit to how two-handeds work, which I, I sure hope it is, every single base type is going to have a tempting implicit, which makes it unique to the stats that it will all roll as well right maybe one will be crit maybe one will be stun maybe one will be this one will be that so if all gear base types are going to have tempting implicits it's going to be really hard to call the amount of items if you have different base types that each individual player might have a different preference for 
So uh, it was interesting to hear just the thought process like that. That process isn't done. GGG has lots to consider, but it was cool to hear the conversation, especially from Chris's side. I think the loot calling, as much as I'm super excited about it, I really want it to happen. I am very curious how they're going to do it. Yeah, because it really, really, really needs to happen. But with as many base types, like you said, that they have, how how do you just how do you call how many things are? I'm it'll be curious to see. You know what I was surprised nobody talked about in that entire episode, and you're going to laugh at me, but I'm not trying to like stick it in for nothing. But filters. Right. Like they talked about the weight of items. They talked about uh, all like they talked about like the size, how easy it is to click stuff. Like I'm when they were talking about, hey, increase the click window. I'm thinking, OK, well, in your filter, just make the box bigger. Right. Make the text bigger and it's easier to click in the terms of like the weight of items and how impacting the interaction with an item is. Well, that's 100 percent loot filter. If an item goes, ding, you don't care. But if an item's like, you're like, oh, what is it? I can't wait. You, you All of a sudden you forget the irritation of a wisdom scroll. You're stopping what you're doing and you're checking it out. Like people could just change their item filters. Now, I get that for the normal person, there's nothing that they can do. There's no tutorial. There's nothing that they can do. GGG doesn't even give out their default filter. So that's not a legitimate suggestion unless GGG does do that. But I was surprised that not one person brought up loot filters as any type of temporary workaround or emphasis to to any of the comments that they have yeah i i think nobody cares about loot filters as much as you do but they did talk i actually the one thing that they did bring up that i actually liked the idea of was the range increasing the range that you can loot and i i listened to chris's argument about like well the ledge you know like if something's up a ledge down a ledge and I get that it's a lot of work for them because it's the whole concept of like, if you click down there, your character would actually have to walk around to get down there. And that's what they're having to do with the loot. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my comment to that is find a solution that doesn't do that. Cause it, uh, he, he did. I actually thought you would probably like it a bit, but he talked about the health of people's hands and wrists and that mm-hmm. it was actually an important thing. Uh, I really, the more I, like I said, I, dicked around a little bit in Diablo 3 I was like god this is just so much it's so much more enjoyable to loot than picking up a thousand wisdom scrolls and alterations and things that granted I do want but I don't want to have to micro click every stupid thing or even if just on the screen that you were at if I don't know I don't there's certain items that I'm picking up because I need them and I want them but I'm not excited for them so if my wisdom scrolls did combine to, oh, there's four a wisdom scrolls click. in the screen and I had four wisdom scrolls. Yeah. Imagine what you could do even in the loot filter, right? I have five alterations in one spot. Okay. So now it says time five times alterations. Okay. So that has in my filter, if there's a stack of five alterations or less, it looks like this. If there's a stack of 10 alterations or more, I can make it look bigger. Now you can't, I mean, you can, but there's, it's pointless to do that for the most part. But yeah, there's certain items that definitely are required pickups, but not exciting pickups. And uh, it, it would be nice to, 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 to save that for sure. But I, I don't know. I'm fine with whatever they choose. If they choose to do something like that, then I'm honestly just not picking up very many. You know what I mean? Um, I change my loot filter accordingly and then every other person that comes into our discord that's new to the game we're like yeah 
you know, follow this person's loot filter because looting sucks in the game. You know what I mean? Like there's like we'll live with it. We'll still love the game. It'd be nice if we got what we wanted, but they're um, they're adding, though, he, he he confirmed that they are adding the auto stash to the what are they? The yeah, specific the staff, yeah. league tabs or the um, the, the, the what are they? What are they actually called? Ah, premium, but tabs. you know, like the the really? yeah, the premium tabs. That, no, no, not the premium tabs. Well, it Those is a premium tab. tab. The specific tabs, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like essence and div. So just from your inventory, you shift click, and you don't have to have that tab open. It's just going to automatically go. So I think that's or shift control click, whatever it's going to be. But I thought that was really cool that they confirmed it, and I. I wanted to ask you, but maybe this is a conversation for next podcast when you get back. But so think about this while you're gone. Don't have a good time. Think about PoE. I'll be doing for sure. Well, you've commented in the past that there's going to that you think there's a lot in the game. Well, not necessarily that there's too much, but it's hard to add new stuff to the game because there's already so much content from leagues in the game. Yep. So next week, I'm going to ask you what other leagues you think could be called or what content you would take out to kind of minimize or condense things. But it was neat to hear Chris talk about that they are going to be removing content and some stuff's going to get the cut. Obviously, PoE2 is not out yet, but one that he said's probably getting the axe is beyond. Well, it's funny. He didn't even say... He said that it was. And then it was funny if you watch the faces of the other uh, guys in Bay class, they were all like... uh wait what and then he said well like that we're planning on it but you know it's not for sure and people took that and like ran with it like the, it became a, a talking point for sure that beyond was coming out uh, beyond is cool everybody loves it it is really nice i imagine they'd replace it with something so like yeah. I, it doesn't worry me that much i'm not married to beyond no i think it's cool anything that gives more enemies as fast as you can especially the crazy difficult ones I'm all on board, yeah. but beyond doesn't give you anything. Does it specific? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I imagine I don't, I don't there think is it, uniquely um, specific. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if there's yeah, maybe specific there. uniques. I was just thinking of like crafting and stuff like that. There's, it's just items that you could add in any other part of the game. Right? Like, it's not like if you get rid of blight, you're getting rid of oils and then, you know, you have to come up no. with a different thing. So those, yeah, I, I could see those types of, Unfortunately, those are some of our favorite ones, but you know, you're getting rid of things like warlords and again, I imagine it's replaced with something. So I was like, okay, eventually. Yeah, sure, sure. But a better version for sure. Anyway, it was, it was an awesome interview. I was really excited to hear oh, so much confirmation of so many things. I wish I could talk about it for so much more like any interview, no matter where it's done, how it's done, any interview with a GGG employee, I am all over it. I hang on every word. I don't take them for their word. I know things can change, but man, it's just exciting to hear them talk about it, especially because they had so many cool topics in this Bay class that you and I specifically are very curious about. Yeah. Wish, wish I could talk about it the whole time, but this isn't the Bay class podcast, so we can't. I did like listening to it. It was good. I'm glad he was yeah. on. You were talking about leagues and whether we would cut things out, and we'll talk more about it next episode because it is kind of something to think about like if there's league specific stuff that we would take out but i will say right off the bat simulacrums i'm done with them being 300 splinters if you're talked about that didn't they splinter rewards if they were balanced or not and they didn't really specify 300 and i wonder not why. that one he talked about the fact that he likes the splinter rewards and i can understand why 
he does the why they go the splinter route uh but 300 it too many for how often delirium is happening and i just i skip it maybe that is with the you know the higher tier players i consider you in a different tier than myself though but i i do wonder why do you think it's at 300 when every all the other splinters are 100 every other splinter what there's only i guess there's two there's breach splinters and legion splinters right yeah are there other splinters i don't think so no, i don't think so and so anyway now we have a third set of splinters but for some reason they're 300 like what's wrong with 100 100 i have no I, idea it, is that too rewarding and too powerful no it's not the the difference in this case is there's only one type of that splinter versus breach and legion that have multiple splinters but still it's not like the simulacrum is awarding you these incredible amazing rewards and you're getting delirium way less now so i don't get why it stayed at 300 hmm. well but you did bring up a good point though i mean breach isn't very rewarding you have the possibility of a good reward but it's not good rewards right so that's 100 but legion there's a ton of possibility especially once you start getting the other ones and you're putting all five together right that's insane so that one i could see i mean if they were trying to compare the reward system i could see legion going to 300 or 200 and keeping breach at 100 because the reward value but then when you mention uh delirium when you have 20 waves when you're watching people do these i mean i can do it no problem and i've, I've got like 600 so it's no problem I, I do it with my eyes closed left-handed and i'm right-handed but when you you have 20 waves and the loot that drops is pretty nuts it's pretty nuts like it's 20 if you're doing it it is 20 times so maybe i could maybe i could see it i just i just think like 300 so out of reach like it's maybe make big. it 50 for breach 100 for legion 150 for delirium i don't know 300 just seems a lot like i get just make it all 100 but make it plan however you're going to do the drop, the drop rate that. yeah sure good call good call I, I like having those round numbers where you just know I mean, 300 is easy to memorize, but 100 is nicer. Anyway, cool. Awesome. The other day, by the way, this is one thing I love about guide writing while we're on the subject. I love POE talk. Like, I don't I don't know the 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 gender of this person, and it totally doesn't matter because <laughs> like they're showcasing their stuff. Sometimes you get new people that are super excited about a very basic item, but it, it's epic to them. So they showcase it. You give them encouragement. Sometimes there's people that are posting on my guides that say things like, oh, my goodness, check this out. And I'm never going to see that item in my life. It's just insane. Um, but it's cool because like in POE land, you can say really weird things that are totally legit, right? Like you go through the code of conduct and it's specific, like they're, they're putting people on probation on a regular basis. There's probably just very specific people in their GGG's POE community side where it's just like, and probation and probation. And it's probably not, but I mean, like, listen to this, I can tell someone I'm like, Hey, wow, that is one sexy chest you have there. And I don't get in trouble. It's awesome. You know, you, do you think someone should get in trouble for that? <laughs> no, but like, you know, I walk down the street. I mean, I guess street. you could normally be like, hey, sexy chest there. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking down the street with my kids and I like somebody's shirt. I'm like, whoa, that's a sexy chest. But in POE land, you're saying stuff you're totally like, fine. oh, 
That is a nice looking stick you're holding there. That is huge. Whoa. It, well, I guess that one doesn't really fit. I was trying to come up with something that wasn't chest. It's gone too far, Tyler. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, no, like it's it's just kind of funny some of the stuff you say. I can't tell you how many times I've erased what I want to say because I'm I'm getting into it and I feel like I'm talking to you, even though this person's like on the other side of the planet might not know English as a first language. So I'm like backing it up, but it's something similar to having a sexy chest. And <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is it's it's kind of funny. But I was looking around, like, remember when I said at the beginning, I was thinking of kind of revamping the model of my guides or the themes. To me, it's important to have a theme for your guide so that no matter the changes that GGG makes, which are substantial every single league, you have a cornerstone to kind of work around. So you're not your mind's just not blown when you have a short time frame to redo certain mechanics of your guide. So I was looking at different things and I was kind of thinking, okay, well, it'd be really cool to have a caster and everybody's been going, you know, spells spell slinger like that's just such a cool concept within the game and i'm so impressed with whoever it is at ggg if you're listening if you came up with that really awesome and so you know how ggg uses terms like attack as something specific you know you come from a different game and attack just means the general meaning of of hitting someone of going against someone of attacking but here in ggg land you can't be like hey stand right there i'm gonna attack you with my fireball Right. Because then the GG or like then the path of exile person is going to be like, uh, sorry, I, I, I have no idea what you're saying. Fireballs can't attack. Try again. I know. I know you're trying to kill me, but just hang on. Let's take a step back. Rewind. Say you're going to cast your fireball at me. You're not going to attack me with it. OK, so it's, it's interesting, like when GGG is trying to come up with their guy or their gem descriptions or other descriptions in the game, I can't imagine how hard it would be to come up with specific terms for such a general action you know what i mean like what's the what's what's g what's ggg's term for like it's not attacking you can't just attack someone what's the term for just like going at someone with damage right so anyway anyway i i, I was thinking of this you're a prick <laughs> i'm just trying to just... think of like what is happening in your life at the moment where you're like huh this no, is a this good is, thought. <laughs> my kids are having a bath and they're at the age where I would get thrown in jail if I left them alone while they're in the bath. So I have to do something and they're way too loud to read or listen to anything. They're just having a heyday. So I got to do something. This is it. So anyway, I'm looking at Spell Slinger and I'm reading it and I noticed a term that I've never, as far as I've noticed, I'm sure they used it all the time, that, but I've noticed a term that GGG used. It says trigger supported. So this is for Spell Slinger. It says trigger supported spells when you fire projectiles from a non-triggered wand attack they use the term fire for their general i'm throwing damage i'm not even throwing i'm like meshing damage towards you they use i don't know i'm trying to come up with a non-fire word to describe anyway screw you so anyway launch oh oh yeah but see they're always worried about their character spaces so it's fire shorter but anyway, sure. I thought that was neat. They like fire and I haven't seen that anywhere else. Anyway, I'm going to fire staff stuff at you and you will regret it. Mark my words. I will fire things at you. I don't know what build I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to attack or spell or minion you. So I'm just going to fire stuff at you in my head. What? That's neat. <laughs> it is. It's very cool. <sighs> <laughs> I'm serious. I just want to be like a fly on the wall at the moment where you're like, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm 
thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, your kids are so small. They're like, oh, dad, he's so cool. Whereas anyone else would be like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> dad, could you leave? You're dragging us down. Yeah, when they get a little bit older, it's not going to be the same. You're going to be like, hey, did you know? <laughs> that being said, your son's going to be like, yes, obviously. How did you not? God, this guy. Well, while we are on the subject of dirt terminology, one that always has confused me re- regards cooldowns. It's like always like a double, triple, quadruple negative when when they're talking about cooldowns, like increased cooldown recovery speed. Yeah. Does that mean it's faster or slower to you? Faster. You say that so quickly, like, you know. I don't know, like for me, like, well, no, a cooldown is a certain amount of time. So in like, if I was going to say I'm going to increase the amount of time you have to wait, then I'm thinking I have to wait longer. Right. So if I'm increasing the cooldown, I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Except then that when it you say increase like, the cooldown recovery speed. Right. But it's still confusing because right off the bat, you're saying I'm increasing cooldown and my head's in the wrong place. And then it's recovery speed. And I'm like, oh, OK, wait a second. So then I got to look it up and it's going. So. Anyway, I thought they should just use the terms shorten or what's what's the opposite of shorten? Lengthen or I don't know. I mean, you could you could. Sure. You could do shorten. Shortens cooldown. Cool You're already confusing yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, and I even wrote it down, too. And my last note here is like, does it confuse you? Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> You're confusing but yourself. anyway, no, it's like you're shortening the cooldown. Or lengthening the cool, but I don't know when you're like increasing a cooldown, that's like the opposite of what you want to do. But if you reduce the cooldown, it still sounds the opposite. This is what happens inside your head. We're getting my kids can never have a bath again, otherwise, this is the type of content we'll have. It's a little terrifying, anyway. Does it? It's I can't it doesn't confuse me, but I do it understand. Confuses. It's a little weird. It's just always been like that. Did you know that Ray class means path? <laughs> Like the more you know episode with Tyler. <laughs> Go on. Did you know this was a Reddit post like eight years ago that I've been trying to get in? It was cool. It was just supposed to slip in somewhere and I've had to wait for forever. Did you know that pa- Rayclast means path of exile in some version of Old English? Moving on. <laughs> uh I, w- I wonder if people can pick out the points in this episode that Tyler was allowed to get his always pushed content into. This is what happens when they get pushed too far and now there's no segue for it. I think it's like every 10 episodes we have a, oh my goodness, I hate Tyler. Let's just get it over with episode. Speaking of hate Tyler and get it over with, Tyler, this this has been like your longest running suggestion for our podcast that we've just kept pushing. I've intentionally never looked it up just so we could discover it together on should the podcast. We, should we just push it till next week, maybe? No, no, read it, read it, read it. All right. So I'm I'm just going to let you do this, Ty. I know you've had a question, a burning question for everyone uh, regarding minions, shockingly. This is another bathroom thought with Tyler. Go Actually, ahead. this was a broadcast thought. I have a good amulet on my Righteous Fire build. That just for some, it just happens to also have spectral wolves on it. And so I get asked a lot when I do my Righteous Fire build why I have the wolves. Why was my Righteous Fire build so complicated? And it's not. 
it just has wolves on the amulet, but everything else on the amulet's awesome. But then I got thinking, oh, are these spectral wolves considered minions? Are you asking huh? me? Yeah, I have intentionally not looked this up for months. Are those spectral wolves actually considered minions or allies? Like, can yeah. you increase? They are? Yep. <sighs> I hope I didn't vendor that amulet. Well, does that matter? Well, I would put it on a minion build. It's bonus minions. It's bonus damage. Yep, they are considered a minion. Oh, so they're also considered an ally? Really? Yep. Are all of those spectral things that come out considered minions? I'm trying to think of a different one. What's another one? I don't know. Isn't there like... like a... Spectral wolves is on a lot of things, right? You can get it on like, what's that? Scourge or uh, the claw? It's on the claw. You can get it on a ring. I don't know what well, else. Wasn't there like... Isn't it like spiders or crabs or something? Oh, no, those are aspects. They're aspects. I'm not sure if there's other mm. spectral versions, but yeah, the spectral wolf is a minion. Oh, so, ooh, that's cool. Mm. Okay. Okay, well, now I know. And th how long have you known that? Since did you, you put just it look on it up there. for this? No. So, I'm, like, eight months. Yeah, whenever we, when did we first start? <laughs> it's been on there since then. Watch, that's like the one question I had that I agreed to do the podcast with. That's the one question I had, but it was a patch note episode, episode one. So it's been pushed ever since. Yep. Nope. It's, um, it is a minion. Huh. Okay. I don't know if that changes anything for you. Well, no, but all knowledge is good knowledge. So now I know. And now I'll never have to ask again unless I forget. And I'll probably forget. It just took us till episode 38. Hmm. For you to find out. Well, back to inappropriate terminology, but it's not inappropriate, you know, like, hey, that's a sexy chest. Thank we should you. have an if you know, you're welcome. We should have an if you know what I mean episode. The hell does that mean? It means that every time we finish a thought or a sentence, we should be like, if you know what I mean. And it totally sways it to tell something totally sexual. I think we're getting so close like, to the hey, end of episode 38. It's time for what's, the newbie what, tip of the what's week. What's your newbie if tip? If you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. I don't want to know what you mean. My oh, newbie tip of the week. I am stealing from Stare Down. And it found, I found out about it last week in our After Dark episode. I hadn't really thought about it before. And then I actually had one of our Patreons message me privately and say, Hey, that was actually a great point. You guys should bring this up in your regular episode. And I was like, my newbie tip of the week. I think these are shifting out of newbie tip of the week to just like tip of the week because I've been playing since 2012. Granted, Blight hasn't been out for that long because it sucked and it was more recent, but uh, don't elk your blighted maps. Don't roll blighted maps. It has no effect on the actual rewards at the end of the Blight. So in the Blight, when you're playing a Blighted map, the whole point is to get through the five minutes, kill all the mobs, not let the blob die, because then you're going to get to open all the chests, and those chests are not affected by... <laughs> my elbow that was holding my face most definitely did not just slip off my desk. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, the chests at the end, though, are not affected by anything you roll in the map modifier, so don't make it harder on yourself, because it will have no bearing on you getting goodies. And the goodies are in the chests. If you Good know what know. I mean. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, it's going to work. Episode. What is this? Episode 38. So episode 39. It's just going to be titled. What's, if you know what I mean. What's your what's your tip of the week? 
Oh, you're going to love it. You are going to be all on board this one. Tip of the week. If you haven't done it yet, if you're still learning loot, if you're kind of like if you're kind of getting used to it, but you still have lots to learn, which I guess is all of us. Try making a small change to a filter. Copy a filter. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be on board. Try just make it like, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, okay, 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 okay. Let's say you're doing like a one-handed melee dodge build or something. So you're really itching for that sweetly rolled tiger hook, right? So take the tiger hook, go into a copy of filter that you're using, and right near the top of the filter, put the tiger hook, right? Copy whatever other item process is there. Put the tiger hook right at the top. Check out the RBG color codes online. Make it like, I don't know, something gaudy and crazy, like pink background, yellow border, white text, something wicked. But what it does is it actually gets you starting to notice and pay attention to the filter. And a lot of the times people just take filters for granted. But once you're paying attention to, hey, wait a second, I thought that was just a piece of crap item. Why is that, you know, showing up this way why is that special and you start looking up a, a, a an item and then it's like oh and i mean it's always cool when you see your chain show up that's always kind of exciting but it's you, you start learning a little bit more about gear when you take the point of actually just make that one small filter change and you start noticing it you start asking yourself questions about why the filter has this there or that there why this div card is rated more than that and you start unintentionally doing a little bit more research in the game and i found that that was one way that i really unintentionally really learned the game shut up justin <laughs> i don't like that you added that shut up justin to <laughs> your reminders because you i say. knew you would be smirking the entire time i wrote it down to make sure that's awesome all right well i think this pretty much wraps up episode 38 of forever exiled a path of exile podcast i'm justin aka tags and i'm tyler mr of days wrecker of days uh you can find more information below we've got our show notes we've got links to our website foreverxl.com our twitter foreverxl82 our patreon if you're interested in finding out more about that the links down there as well as uh, i think you'll find information about after dark once you get there our discord link is in there come and join us on discord we have a bunch of people joining it all the time and uh yeah if you're listening to us also on apple we would really love if you just hit that little button and gave us a rating preferably the five stars but whatever uh, it's fun reading what some people have had to say about it and it also helps us out a lot so thank you everybody for listening we'll catch you in episode 39 and patrons will see you in after dark episode 39 if you know what i mean